Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis Podcast. Today's episode, we have Dr. Sanya Schreiber from Kirby Spine Clinic in Canada. I have found her on Instagram. I'd like to welcome her to the show. She's going to discuss with us uh, what she does. She's a Schroth specialist, and she's going to talk about her services that she has and Sonia, whenever you're ready, we welcome your story. Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me uh, to your podcast. I really appreciate what you're doing, Sonia Schreiber. Um, I have a curvy spine clinic in Edmonton, Canada. Um, I've been a certified uh, Schrott therapist since 2008. Uh, haven't been certified directly from the Asclepius Katharina Schrott Clinic in Germany. Uh, subsequently, I, uh, I came to Canada to do my PhD on the effect of shot exercises for patients with scoliosis. Um, and then after I was done with my PhD, I started my clinical practice here in Canada. Uh, and we've been doing this here in, in Edmonton for five years now. Yes. So yeah, that's it. And I'm also an international instructor for the method as well. Excellent. Um, yeah, so this means that um, I'm the official instructor for the Schrott method, okay. uh, certified by the, by the Schrott Institute, um, and I offer training for physiotherapists in the Schrott method. Okay, and you've been doing, you've been in Canada for doing this for five years, you said, but overall you've been do, practicing this for 20? Well, I've been doing Schrott with the with people with scoliosis for 13 years. Okay. But I've been using other methods also working with patients with scoliosis since, uh, yeah, 20 years now. Can you tell us about some of the other methods that you use? That I tried? Yeah. Yep. So I am uh, originally trained as a kinesiotherapist in Serbia. Uh, and uh, we, we learned different methods such as clap exercises or uh, conventional kinesiotherapy for musculoskeletal deformities. Um, so those were the ones that uh, I was primarily using before, uh, you know, before finding out about Schrott. And uh, none of these methods previously that I used were really successful. Um, but then in 2005, when I was doing my master's um, in a sports medicine and kinesiotherapy, I was also interested in spinal deformities. And uh, that's how I actually came across the Schrott method. And, um, and I was impressed. I, I just, I was thinking, my goodness, this is exactly it. This is what I've been searching for all my life about, you know, yeah. to, to try to see if I can help people with scoliosis. 
a little bit more profoundly and in a better way. And, and so afterwards, um, in 2008, when the uh, course became available for international therapists, I immediately signed up. And, uh, and that was the very first year, actually, that uh, the Asclepius Clinic was allowing therapists from other countries, aside from Germany, to be trained in the Oh, method. wow. Okay. Okay. And, and what, what, even though the first practice that you did, you didn't find that it worked as well as Schroth, what were some of the differences between the two? Right. So, well, you know, uh, the, the other methods, they would sort of work on a, let's say, general sort of health or fitness, if you will. Uh, but they were not directly uh, targeting the actual, um, you know, problem of scoliosis. Okay. So with, with Schrott, what I really like is that, it, it, you know, it, you, there's a, um, you can actually classify scoliosis into 16 different classification according to the Schroth. And so you're able to assess this precisely so that the treatment can be ta tailored to a particular person's needs. Okay. Um, and I really like, like that a lot. Uh, and, and this is only when we are talking about, um, you know, biomechanics of scoliosis, mm -hmm. but, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't like to think about scoliosis as a, as a, you know, physical problem because it's a, it's a, it's, it's the person that um, needs to be, you know, look, looked at as a whole. It's the whole package. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I like to think of Schrott as a tool to kind of like um, address the whole package like you are calling yeah like you're like you're saying this you know there, there were there's 16 different i i've never heard that there were 16 yeah. different i'm, I'm gonna call them component classifications and yeah. then so how does it how do in a nutshell how do those break down well so first uh, <laughs> you know it's a tough question yeah. but but uh, thank you for challenging me <laughs> you know i'm you're um, you're feeding me you're feeding us information about schroth and i i'm i'm glad to absorb it like a sponge so i'll i'll try i'll do my best to try to kind of like break it down um so what we look for, first of all, we would obviously uh, conduct a thorough clinical assessment, mm -hmm. um, which would include uh, scoliosis specific assessment, uh, and then also would be supported with, uh, you know, conventional orthopedic assessment for various joints, uh, range of motion, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then we would supplement this also with radiological information that we would get from the x-rays. Um, we uh, look at x-rays from the back, which mm -hmm. is a PA view, posterior anterior, but also lateral view because scoliosis is a three-dimensional problem of the spine. Uh, so it's not just, you know, one, this little, this kind of a curve that everybody calls a C shape or S shape. It mm -hmm. also affects the other planes of the body. So once we look into that information, then we can understand which curve is the primary curve. And okay. so then we can say primary curve is, let's say, 
lumbar or primary curve is thoracic, which means in the lower back or the upper back. And so then based on these two broad sort of, you know, uh, branches mm -hmm. under each of these branches, there are subclassifications depending on how the curve um, affects the posture um, otherwise. Okay. Other than other than the major curve. Okay. And then it can be different different things, right? And then how is it? So you're based. We talked a little bit about this before, but so you're in Canada. How is it? I mean, now the world is slowly coming back to in person, but how is it there in terms of health insurance, virtual, in person? How, how, is, it, how is it there? Tough. <laughs> it's tough. Um, but I mean, like you say, I, hopefully we are, uh, you know, close, you know, close to, to, to be back to some sort of normal. Um, at this point in time, and I have to say we are grateful as a physiotherapy clinic to have been open since May last year, okay. obviously for in-person uh, in sessions. Uh, we obviously had to um, decrease the number of people at the clinic, follow very strict COVID rules, mm -hmm. uh, only one-on-one, -on -one, no group sessions anymore. And we amped up our telehealth sessions as well. So we've been doing telehealth uh, sessions even before COVID because we had people from different parts of Canada and even world uh, requiring our services. So, but now we kind of like made a um, more structured way of doing telehealth services. And so we have developed protocols for full telehealth uh, treatment options or a combination of in-person assessment followed by uh, telehealth okay. uh, sessions. And, and how long is each, do the sessions vary in time if it's a telehealth or in person? No, it doesn't. So okay. it's all the same, but um, uh, let's say the, the treatment itself would be different in terms of the delivery. What that means is that, uh, during a telehealth session, a therapist really needs to be on top of things. They need to be able to uh, guide the patient in a precise way, only with words. So it's like, if I, if, if I for example, sit here in front of you, um, and then I ask you to perform a specific movement, um, I need to be very clear mm -hmm. uh, in, in delivering this to you without being able to touch you. And then this also means that I really have to be versed in my shrot knowledge and understanding so that I can see what is the problem if you are not able to, for example, achieve a desired effect so mm -hmm. that I can um, ask you to, to do you know, things differently so that we get to that desired effect. You also, I, I looked a little bit on your website and you also offer other services. You have uh, yoga for scoliosis. I believe right. that uh, it's not, I would not say yoga for scoliosis because okay. we don't call it this way. Okay. Uh, we, we call it uh, curvy spine yoga uh, Pilates. It is a, um, it, it's very important that, that um, it is understood in this way. And we do put this on our website as well, that uh, uh, yoga and Pilates are not treatment for scoliosis. 
but people with scoliosis, they need to know how to safely perform movements that are required in yoga uh, and Pilates. Um, and so what we developed, we developed our own way uh, in guiding people with scoliosis based on their curve type, how to perform these movements uh, in a safe way. Uh, but again, this is not to be confused as a treatment for, for okay. scoliosis, which is why uh, I just want to emphasize that uh, something like yoga for scoliosis is, is actually misleading. Okay. Uh, it, it is not a treatment for scoliosis. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not a yoga person, so I excuse no, my... No, my... <laughs> no, no, no. I just want to make sure because, you know, people think, you know, that this is a treatment, but it's really not. Okay. The treatment is Schrott method. This is developed for scoliosis, but uh, everything else, like in terms of physical activity, they, it just needs to be conducted safe, in a okay. safe way. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of your most challenging and rewarding situations of working with people for Schroth who have scoliosis? Um, oh, <laughs> You've been in it many. for... <laughs> there's many, but like, uh, I mean, obviously there are some really, really amazing cases where people improve uh, their curves by a lot but like mm -hmm. one of the cases that really kind of like it just came into my mind it's a relatively recent case and uh, uh, it's a uh, it, it was a girl it's a girl um, 13 years of age and uh, and she was uh, she was diagnosed with scoliosis uh, had an x-ray curve was 26 degree and she was scheduled to receive a brace. Uh, and then during the time when the parents were waiting to be seen by a surgeon to get a brace, they decided to look for other options and that's how they found us. And so they came to see me and, um, and I looked at the girl and uh, looked at the x-ray and I realized, no, that is not scoliosis. This should not be braced. And so I conducted a thorough exam. I, you know, everything scoliosis specific and then other tests as well. And I realized that the problem was actually in the hips. So I, you know, I developed a treatment plan for her. And the next time, which was in a, a month later, she went to get an x-ray, there was no curve at all. So she, yeah, the problem was in, in the way she was standing, the problem was that her hips were lax a little bit uh, asymmetrically. Mm -hmm. um, and then just the way she was standing, and I saw also on the x-ray that it didn't really look like scoliosis. But, you know, when you are at the busy clinic, all you need, all, all you look for is, is this uh, cob angle. And then, so that's one of the things that kind of like uh, pops up in my mind. There, there were, uh, yeah, then, then I had also cases of... Um, adults uh for example there i have an I, I had an elderly woman in her 70s with de novo scoliosis and de novo scoliosis is uh, scoliosis it occurs in adults it is a degenerative uh scoliosis which uh, occurs because of the bones start starting to de degenerate um, and it's a relatively complex um, deformation of the spine and it's uh, very different from, an, from a regular uh, idiopathic scoliosis and requires a different approach. Um, 
So I treated this woman and now she is very nice and straight. So she wow. also received a brace. It is, yeah, it's just like when you teach the body to do, diff to do movements in a different way, things can, things can change in the body. It is, it is really remarkable. So do you, are, do you come across that a lot? I'm going to say up there because <laughs> I'm in New York, you're in Canada, but do you come across it a lot where you'll have an orthopedic? I mean, we talked a little bit about this, an orthopedic who will say, uh, go to a physio, but the physio does not, it, it, it's kind of like that, that person who has scoliosis gets lost along the way yeah. of what's going on. Is that, mm -hmm. is that really common? Is that common there? I mean, yeah. I, I find yeah. I'm hearing more often that it is here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm connected with uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, shroud therapists around the world. And, uh, and, and this seems to be uh, a common problem, but I'm going to speak about uh, what we are, um, you know, encountering here. Mm -hmm. So we, here in Edmonton, we are actually very, very lucky to have a scoliosis, a specialized clinic for scoliosis. It's a children's uh, scoliosis clinic. Um, and, uh, but you know, the problem is when, when children finally do get to see a specialist at a scoliosis clinic, what we know from research and from our own uh, data is that these children are already what we call uh, late referrals. Late referrals mean that uh, a child is already in the bracing range, so it doesn't qualify for observation only, but would go straight into uh, bracing. And we know the, the, this number is approximately 30 degrees at a time when a, when a child finally gets to to see a, a, a specialist at a scoliosis clinic. Wow. And then I'm, and I'm thinking, well, what is the problem? Why is that? And um, here, for example, in Canada, uh, GPs, general practitioners, they're not required to, uh, to do screening for scoliosis. And screening for scoliosis has been abandoned in Canada since 1979, only being in practice for nine years. Um, and that's, wow. that's, that's, I think, where all of this is kind of like uh, coming from. And uh, scoliosis detect, detection by, by, let's say, general practitioners or pedi pediatricians is uh, accidental finding. So it could be, for example, uh, let's say a child has a cough and then they would send them for an x-ray yeah. and then they look at the x-ray and they see, well, there's scoliosis too or some other accidental finding. And... Uh, yeah, and so that's that's definitely a problem. It, yeah, it needs to be uh, addressed differently. It's that's heartbreaking. It is another thing. Also, is that I find when finally you get, let's say, a child gets into a scoliosis clinic, they receive a proper training uh, treatment, and that's okay. But then, when a child is uh, is uh, um, eighteen then they fall through the cracks of the system because there is no treatment available for, uh, for adult uh, patients with scoliosis. 
So there doesn't exist a specialized sort of a service uh, like it, like there is for children. For, I'm talking okay. only about here in, in Edmonton. Mm -hmm, and there mm -hmm. are also other centers in Canada. There is Vancouver, there is Calgary, Toronto, and Ottawa, uh, 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 aside from Edmonton, where these specialized pediatric clinic for scoliosis exists. But this is, I mean, Canada is a vast country and to have just six centers. It's not uh, enough. It's not enough. And then there is no options for, for, for adults. Disconnect in the healthcare system. Okay. Um, and, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, people with, sco with scoliosis are a separate entity and it should be treated in this particular way. Um, and, the, you know, when, when a person with scoliosis has back pain, let's say, and we know that there is 80% of entire population that would have that will have back pain at some point in their life. This mm -hmm. is what we know from research. I wonder how many of these how many of these people are with scoliosis. And when we, um, you know, uh, sort of create this specific population of people with scoliosis uh, and back pain, and we uh, provide them a, a proper scoliosis-specific treatment, you know, where where will that get us? So I think that this, this is something that needs to uh, be addressed because a person with scoliosis and back pain could not be treated in the same way like a person without scoliosis and back pain. Yeah, yeah. If, if so that, It's a different clinical presentation. And if people were treated, those with scoliosis, if they were treated as adults, surgery might not be necessary. The empowerment would be there. The strength would be there. And then their life could just take on like a new road of what, why did I wait so long? And yeah. just like, they can soar. Yes. They can yes. soar. And surgery should always be the last resort. And every, every surgeon is going to tell you the same, that uh, they, they do surgery as a very, very last resort. Nobody wants to, you know, uh, go in there and just like do surgery. But yeah. I think that the support for conservative treatments is not uh, as strong as it should be. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, I had my, I, I had surgery in the 80s. Yeah. And I had a 4550 and I have Harrington rods fused to my Everything. spine. And I don't know, like it was so long ago that I don't know anything else. But, and my daughter, as we talked about, she was diagnosed and she did trough. And if I had the opportunity to have that, it could, my life could yeah. have been totally different. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and now, that, that's, a, that's, that's also a very good point because uh, this is what I hear from, from my, uh, you know, from, um, from, from the people who come to our clinic all the time is that, uh, oh, we never really knew that this existed. Uh, and and it should be, you know, it should be known. It should be, it should be there yeah. as, as an option, as an actual regular option, uh, like a standard of care, like braces are for scoliosis. And so, uh, you know, physiotherapeutic scoliosis specific exercises should also be uh, a, a treatment option uh, as a standard practice. So, because like you think of it, I am thinking of myself as a mother right now. And let's say, uh, if I didn't know anything uh, about this and my child gets diagnosed and for you as well, when you, when you had your uh, daughter, you, you immediately went 
to research every yeah. possibility, right? Yeah. And that was not necessarily presented to you when you went to um, to your uh, healthcare professional. Yeah, and 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 my daughter, they you know when she was younger, they did the test, they ran the finger along the spine, and you were talking about you know you go to the doctor and you have X-rays done. We did that, and that's I found out by accident. Oh. And oh. I, I I was I was. I was heartbroken. I mean, my story like just flashed yeah. before my eyes with her. And she had said at one point when she started doing the therapy and she had the brace, she said, I want to have surgery. And I said, no, uh, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Yeah. 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 But, but that was probably the, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, because she was probably done with this. She just wanted to, to, to be done with this and just have it solved, have yeah. it, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. we, we talked a little bit about, you have a friend whose child yes. was, yes. would you share that story? Cause I, yeah. you told me that and I just, my I heart, my heart sang, my heart sang. I know it's, it's amazing. It's a, it's like, I get goosebumps every yeah. time. It's my friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Avis Lung, she is also a Schrott therapist and instructor as well. And we met in 2008 when we were doing our course. Um, you know, and uh, in Germany, it's, it's just, uh, I remember when she was, um, we were, you know, introductions, like, who are you, where are you coming right, from, right. are you here, and all of these things, and, and then she was saying, you know, I, uh, she doesn't have scoliosis, I'm a mother of three children, and uh, over the past little while, I was observing each one of my child being diagnosed with scoliosis. And as a physiotherapist, I, I, I was just lost. I, I couldn't accept that there was nothing that I could do for my children. And so then obviously she was researching and, uh, find, and she found about Schrott and uh, traveled to Germany, you know, uh, got certified, treated her children they also wore a uh, Rigo Chanel brace and yeah, now, now they're all, I don't know exactly uh, how, uh, you know, how big are the curves now, but she's pretty happy with, with that. Wow. That's, yeah. I love that. I mean, that's, yeah, it's that's just such very a great, inspirational. it's so inspirational, but how yeah. many, how many brace do you know off the top of your head, how many different braces there are for people with scoliosis? Right. Yeah, so that's a very good question. And the answer is not so easy to say, but let's try to be, um, yeah. Okay, so first of all, when it comes to bracing, it's not about the name of the brace, okay? okay. So it's not about um, a particular brand. It is more about the mechanics of a brace or, or you know, biomechanics of, of, the, of the brace or the forces that, that, in the, that the brace is kind of like trying to work on when it comes to scoliosis. So there are different types of braces. There are, uh, we can sort of like separate this into, let's say two broad categories, symmetrical tubular braces, and then asymmetrical um, braces that are kind of, um, working in all three planes of the body. Okay. And then when it comes to, let's say these two broad groups, then in each of these groups, you have different brands of braces, okay? Uh, and then uh, in under these sort of types of braces, 
um, you can, you can um, I mean, it, it, there is a whole bunch of various brands, brand names, okay. but one, one needs to kind of like really dig deep and understand if the brace is primarily two-dimensional tubular or if the brace is more of a three-dimensional type of a brace. Okay. Okay. And it, I don't want to, I just thought, you know, like if they, cause you know, there are parents, they come to you. I've spoken to them. They say, my kid has, sc has scoliosis. I don't know what to do. I don't understand it. So just, a, you know, just to know that there's more than one brace out there so that yeah. they can kind of do their own research and then ask that orthopedic the questions like, is it this kind of brace my child needs or this and why this so that they can, that the parent can go in feeling empowered instead of helpless. Right. Yeah. So this is also something, for example, like in the SHROT training that we are teaching, uh, we really emphasize the importance of multidisciplinary team. So, you know, when it comes to scoliosis, this is a complex, a very complex situation. And, um, and in fact, you know, you, you have two patients, you have, let's say a child with scoliosis, but then you also have a parent yeah. and, the, and the parent is concerned and new diagnosis of scoliosis is never easy. Um, and you want to be there for them to provide an appropriate information to educate them. Um, and this is, in fact, how we start the, our, our treatment with uh, information and education. And then um, we support, like I said, the multidisciplinary team. So if a child, for example, is required to wear a brace as a as shot therapist, we would support the brace wear. Um, and if the brace design is, um, is appropriate, we would be also able to provide uh, shrot exercises in the brace. So then if let's say a child comes and, uh, and the brace is prescribed, I like to say that they would be receiving three, they would have brace only, shrot only and shrot in brace as well. So okay. as, a, as a, you know, form of a conservative so you cover all bases and then how 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 many people are on your team at your clinic so you're a Schroth specialist are there other Schroth specialists as well or is it just you or yeah so our clinic is specialized uh, clinic for scoliosis and kyphosis which means that this is the only population that we are seeing. So we don't do anything else. We only do scoliosis and kyphosis, and we've directly specialized in this. So currently there is seven of us. We have four Schrott trained therapists. Uh, we have a um, massage therapist who is also trained to specifically provide massage therapy for different, uh, you know, uh, curve types. So he um, he's trained how to provide massage and in which way for different curve types. Mm -hmm. And then he collaborates with our therapists. And then we also have two kinesiologists on our team as well. Okay. So you have that. And then you have, and I'm going to try to say this right this time, you have curvy spine yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then, so you have the massage therapist as well. And then what other um, services do you offer related to Schroth and scoliosis? And yeah. Yes. 
for scoliosis. Yeah. Well, so at this point in time, we are offering, like you say, directly Schrott treatment for scoliosis, curvy spine yoga Pilates, which uh, is, we, we do this um, presently only online, but hopefully in person, we will be able to resume in person. And then we also offer uh, uh, what we call fitness training for curvy spines, which is for people who want some additional sort of training um, and then we are able to, to provide them with safe exercises and, and uh, um, doing, you know, uh, with understanding of their specific requirements given the curve. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm, this is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. And I also, I saw on your website something about camps. Is oh, yeah. Is that still in existence yeah. or yeah, are you yeah, guys taking yeah. a break or? No, I mean, we've been doing this, uh, you know, now for years as well. Uh, usually it is a summer camp. Obviously now with COVID, this, this had to stop kind of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, before COVID, what we've been doing was a uh, short camp for adolescents and also a short camp for adults. Okay. So then in this way, we can provide more specific, uh, you know, treatment. And it's basically what it is. Um, it is mimicking the treatment delivered at uh, Katharina Schrott Clinic in Germany. Uh, at the clinic over there, and I'm not sure if you know or if the audience knows, but uh, the treatment at the clinic, at the Schrott Clinic is uh, in groups. So basically you come to the clinic and then you would be assessed individually, mm -hmm. um, but then you immediately go into the group. So the people are, yeah, it's, it's, they are in groups, they are exercising there. I'm going to say this, you're not going to believe this, but they exercise 5.5 <laughs> hours a day. So, okay. As a, as a, you know, form of a conservative treatment. So you cover all bases. And then how, how, how many people are on your team at your clinic? So you're a Schroth specialist. Are there other Schroth specialists as well? Or is it just you or... Yeah, so our clinic is specialized uh, clinic for scoliosis and kyphosis, which means that this is the only population that we are seeing. So we don't do anything else. We only do scoliosis and kyphosis, and we've directly specialized in this. So currently, there is seven of us. We have four Schrott-trained therapists. Uh, we have a um, massage therapist who is also trained to specifically provide massage therapy for different, uh, you know, uh, curve types. So he um, he's trained how to provide massage and in which way for different curve types. Mm -hmm. And then he collaborates with our therapists. And then we also have two kinesiologists on our team as well. Okay. So you have that and then you have, and I'm, going to try to say this right this time you have curvy spine yoga <laughs> <laughs> yes and then so you have the massage therapist as well and then what other um, services do you offer related to schroth and scoliosis and yeah, yeah. So for scoliosis yeah well, so at this point in time, we are offering, like you say, directly Schrott treatment for scoliosis, curvy spine yoga Pilates, which uh, is, we, we do this um, 
presently only online, but hopefully in person, we will be able to resume in person. And then we also offer uh, uh, what we call fitness training for curvy spines, which is for people who want some additional sort of training. Um, and then we are able to, to provide them with safe exercises and, and uh, um, doing, you know, uh, with understanding of their specific requirements given the curve. Okay. This is, I'm, I'm, this is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. And I also, I saw on your website, something about camps. Is oh, yeah. That still in existence yeah. or yeah. are you yeah. guys taking yeah. a break or? No, I mean, we've been doing this, uh, you know, now for years as well. Uh, usually it is a summer camp. Obviously now with COVID, this, this had to stop kind of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, before COVID, what we've been doing was a uh, short camp for adolescents and also a short camp for adults. Okay. So then in this way, we can provide more specific, uh, you know, treatment. And it's basically what it is. Um, it, it is mimicking the treatment delivered at uh, Katharina Schrott Clinic in Germany. Uh, at the clinic over there, and I'm not sure if you know or if the audience knows, but uh, the treatment at the clinic, at the shot clinic, is uh, in groups. So basically, you come to the clinic, and then you would be assessed individually, mm -hmm. um, but then you immediately go into the group. So the people are, yeah, it's, it's, they are in groups. They are exercising there. I'm going to say this. You're not going to believe this, but they <laughs> exercise 5.5 <laughs> hours a day. Okay. Oh, I can under, I understand a hundred percent, but five hours a day. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is, it is really, uh, the way it's organized. is just great. But the so move, basically, sorry, go ahead. You know what it is? No, because the thing is, uh, th this entire sort of system over there is, is, is highly organized because this, this hospital is, uh, the, the, the people who come there, they're actually inpatient. So they spend their three to six weeks, depending on the prescription of a doctor. And, uh, and then during that time, they, they live there, you know, uh, and then they exercise together. So they would have, uh, you know, two, two or three, three, three uh, they do three trainings, two, two hour trainings, and then one and a half hour training. And then they also have uh, swimming. They also have uh, massage, specific massage for them, you know, and okay. they also have a psychologist on the team as well. And very interestingly is that they also have like a, a sort of schooling there as well. So they have a specific time that is dedicated for them to continue with their school so they don't lose That's uh, great. Any, any time from school. That's great. Yeah. So, and I mean, they exercise five, five hours, but I, and you know, knowing what the tiny little bit of information that I know about Troth because it is so meticulous mm -hmm. it's the smallest movement so if i think about five hours like three minutes of one exercise in troth is can feel mm -hmm. like a really long time but it also in some ways makes sense because the movements are so minute precise yeah that you know what I, i'll tell you something Schrott is not fitness routine mm -mm. no it's not Schrott, mm -mm. This is totally something else. Um, and you know, uh, it is basically what it is, is trying to, no, first you are trying to 
unlearn your bad ways, bad in quotes, bad ways of doing things, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you are relearning everything in a, in a sort of better way for your spine. Uh, and so while you are doing these movements and learning these movements, you have to repeat this and repeat this and repeat this. But you know what? It's not about the repetition only. It has to be precise. It's yeah. Everything has to be done precisely so that at some point in time, it just becomes uh, automatic sort of a movement. Yeah. And I see when I, I, I tell to my, for example, I tell to my um, clients, I say, you know, I, um, the treatment starts from the moment when I see you walk into the clinic. I see how you carry yeah. yourself. I see how you are walking. I see how you are standing. I see how you sit down, how you're holding your phone. I see how you take your shoes off. I see all of these things and then I immediately start thinking, uh-huh, okay, this is what is what we need to address. And so uh, with SHROT, it is a whole system. This is not just the exercises, but we really dissect the entire uh, problem and we are able to provide uh, uh, suggestions for activities of daily living. So in other words, how do you uh, tweak your, ex- your um, routine so that you are not feeding into your curve. Uh, we would suggest, uh, you know, sleeping positions, sitting position, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And then you also get exercises that would obviously help you with keeping yourself in, in these positions for the longest period of time. So, so how many patients would you, uh, listening to you and, and hearing like, the minute that patient walks in, the minute that client walks in, and you basically are breaking down every single movement that they do, I'm already exhausted. How many patients do you see a day? Oh, uh, now? Have, uh, so now? Now, before? Have, yeah, we now have uh, obviously limited uh, sort of, and I would see right now, I kind of like break my hours such so that I only see patients uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And on on any of these days, I would see anywhere from four patients, let's say maximum in that time frame. But previously, I was seeing quite a lot of patients. Right now, obviously, we can't because, you know, you you, you cannot have as many people in the yeah. clinic. So yeah. you kind of like try to stagger but, you know, like I say, it's only people with scoliosis or kyphosis. You don't do anything else. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is also something that is interesting. I tell you this, Teresa, from a perspective of uh, somebody who owns a clinic uh, that is specializing in scoliosis, is that finding physiotherapists who want to do only scoliosis is not that easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, Yeah. It's just like, uh, you know, first of all, you don't receive this training out of school. You need to get the training elsewhere. Luckily, we offer in-house training. But, um, you know, just to kind of like say, okay, what you know, I don't want, I'm not going to treat any more knees or, or hips or shoulders or whatever, but I'm just going to focus my physio sort of practice only in this direction maybe challenging, but I just want to say this, that it is so rewarding because if you are, you know, you really have to be a great clinician first and foremost 
before you actually dive into becoming a scoliosis specialist. Interesting. So, yeah, because yeah. when I when I did it, when my daughter went to uh, NYU and originally was with, mm -hmm. I told you, Anita Ho, I think mm -hmm. is her name, and I watched, and then mm -hmm. she went with Claire, and I watched the transformation, and I was like, I know it's amazing it's the right? best gift and to watch my daughter it was the best gift and she was yeah. like i'm a rock star and i was like yes you are and it's like mold. it's like molding right yeah. like it's like it's like a oh it's yeah. it's amazing yeah. it's just really what the body what a human body is capable of doing is yeah. just impressive it's remarkable it, yes so exactly. so let, let me ask you what advice would you give somebody who is coming to you for shroth and they say, it's a very broad question, but if they come to you and they're doing Shroth and they say, what should I do now? What, what is a, a safe answer that you can give? Like, them? like, yeah, you mean as in just I get staying this, active. Like, oh, right, right. No, I get like, I get the question, like, for example, the time, oh, what can I do? What can I not do? What should I avoid? What should I stop doing and stuff like that? You know, so I get this all the time. And Children and parents are usually uh, always concerned, oh, should I stop my, I don't know, whatever sports they're doing. And, and, and you know, we don't recommend against sports. In fact, um, we now know that sport actually is a protective, uh, you know, it, it serves as a protection against progression of scoliosis. So building bones, building strong bones, uh, especially during growth is very important. Um, and then another thing also is for adults as well, is that especially if you are a female with scoliosis, you know, what we know from research is that um, females with scoliosis are more prone to osteopenia and osteoporosis, which is deterioration of the bone density. So keeping yourself active, doing activities is definitely something that is uh, recommended, obviously. Uh, we want to advise, uh, advise, for example, uh, in a, to, to do those activities in a safe way, uh, but certainly to keep yourself active. Okay. Um, Dr. Sonia Schreiber. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still working <laughs> on your name. <laughs> no, no, um, no. Uh, so I have found you on Instagram. Would you mind just giving people a little bit of a background if they have questions and they want to reach out where they can mm -hmm. find you? Yeah, yeah. So we are, you know, curvyspine.com. That's our website. And uh, I think all the information, if you're interested, could be found there. And, you know, phone number as well and uh, uh, email as well. So, okay. yeah. Okay. That's... And on Instagram. And I just need to. Oh, yeah. Instagram also is Curvy Spine Clinic. So, okay. All right. I thank you so much for being a guest on the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. If anybody yes. has any questions, you know where to reach Dr. Sonia. And thank you. Thank you so much, Teresa, for inviting me. You're thank awesome. You. <laughs>